When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At a time when change is constant and we are pulled in far too many directions, we need a way to stay present to life and to increase our ability to remain calm, think clearly, and maintain our well-being. Many studies indicate mindfulness improves our mental, emotional, and physical health. On a Mindful Moment with Teresa McKee, you can learn how to practice mindfulness and enjoy its many benefits. Tune in for guided meditations and to hear tips and advice from some of the most respected experts in the fields of mental health and mindfulness. The world truly can be a better place. It all starts with a mindful moment. Now, most people think that step one is to call 911. If there's two people present, sure, have the other person call 911. It takes six to eight minutes for an ambulance to get to you. If your child is choking for six to eight minutes, they will not be alive when the ambulance gets there. And that's a sobering reality. And that's why we, we teach what we do, because we want to end parents' anxiety around choking. But you need to know what to do. Otherwise, you're going to think that your strategy is to call 911 and wait. And I never want any parent that's listening to this to think that the only hope they have if their child were to choke is to call 911 and wait. I'm not willing to give that as the solution. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding, leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby led weaning. If your baby were to choke on food, do you know what to do? Do you stick your finger in their mouth and do a finger swipe? Do you lean the baby forward in their high chair and administer back blows? No, to both of those. For infants six to 12 months, you would extract your baby from the high chair and administer five back blows. And if you didn't know that, I'm glad you're here and listening to today's episode. My guest is Brandon Dorkson from Thrive Training Institute. Brandon is a certified CPR instructor. He's a father of three. I've worked with him for about six years at this point now. I, he is one of my favorite people and I always learn something every time I chat with him. Brandon's goal with his work is to help alleviate anxiety around choking by empowering parents with the skill set to perform CPR in the event of an emergency. I personally recommend that all parents and caregivers take an infant refresher CPR course before their baby starts solid foods. I do take Brandon's CPR course each quarter. He and I also teamed up and we co-teach a choking prevention and response course. So Brandon and I teach that in conjunction with a pediatric swallowing expert who's a speech and language pathologist. This choking prevention and response course is really helpful for parents who are especially anxious about their baby's choking on food. And right now, Brandon is going to bundle his choking prevention course, the one we teach together, with his standalone CPR course. You can get the both of those for $97. So if you are planning on taking either of them, this is as cheap as it comes. I think the choking course on its own usually costs $97. So if you want to get your CPR taken care of, plus all of that additional choking course content, there's no code but there is a link in the description where you're listening to this. And if you go to the show notes for this episode at blwpodcast.com forward slash 390, you can click that link. It'll take you right to the page where you can check out with the choking course plus 
CPR for $97. And he gives you lifetime access, which I really appreciate. It doesn't expire like some of these other courses that you buy might. I am an affiliate for Brandon's company, Thrive Training Institute. I'm one of their biggest fans. Brandon works with his wife, Caitlin, who is also lovely. They have children and they homeschool, like doing all the things and they travel. I could not work with my husband. I really like her husband as a work friend, but like I personally could not work with my husband. So I admire people that can do that. And despite having done baby led weaning with six of my own seven children, plus having helped so many other babies start solid foods in my pediatric nutrition practice, I've actually never had a baby choke. I have never had to administer back blows, but after taking Brandon's CPR course, after learning more about back blows from him in this interview, I feel very confident that I would know what to do if I had to. So with no further ado, I want to welcome Brandon Dorkson back to the podcast. He's from Thrive Training Institute, and he's going to be talking about back blows for babies and when do you administer CPR. Hey, excited to talk with your audience and, and hopefully alleviate some fears today. I love how excited you get about alleviating choking fears. I, I don't know. Some days I just like open up Instagram and like, there's Brandon with his dummy baby, which first of all, how many dummy babies do you have in your CPR household? Like, is there like a so, dummy baby, like closet or where do they live? I have three. I have Betsy, Charlie and Bill and and all my kids love, love each of them, sadly. But yes, they're a special part of our family. I looked into them because I was like, I we're looking for life-size babies too, to do some stuff, but they are so expensive. Like I, I know. cost you more than your real children. I know. Yeah, that's the weekly the weekly maintenance cost to keep my dummies happy and and uh, demonstrating properly. Well, I love your reels on Instagram. We're going to try to recreate this for the audio experience today. We're talking about back blows for babies and when do I administer CPR. So the reason why I thought about doing this episode was because I've worked with you for we've probably worked together for five years at this point. So I'm an affiliate for your CPR classes. I am not CPR certified. You are CPR certified. You run an online business that has CPR courses. We've actually co-taught a choking prevention and response course that we do as well with a pediatric speech language pathologist. So we've done some work together, but I always recommend that my audience goes to buy your online CPR course. I'm a student. I take it every single quarter. I feel like I always learn something new. I really appreciate that you're always updating your content, but I do see sometimes like other, especially dietitians kind of getting out of their lane. Sometimes I know they're not CPR certified and they're, they're like demonstrating backwards. I heard and I, I don't want to throw my own profession under the bus, but it was another dietitian the other day on Instagram talking about, okay, so this is how you do the Heimlich maneuver for a baby. And I was like, I'm pretty sure we don't do the Heimlich maneuver on a baby. If I've taken enough alert, CPR, yes. red alert, what's the difference between the Heimlich back blows? Like we're talking about baby six to 12 months of age. Like, what specifically do parents need to know about CPR for that age group? Great question, Katie. And I think, you know, if you're listening to this, so I'm going to do my best to describe this so you can picture it, whether you're driving or, or on a walk right now. Back blows are what we start with for infants zero to 12 months. So if your infant was choking, you're never going to give the Heimlich maneuver. That's going to be past 12 months and beyond for children, school age children, toddlers and school age children and adults. And so the Heimlich maneuver is unnecessary and not really possible to do until your child is walking, standing up. And so what we, what's the benefit is when your child is six to 12 months, they're still light enough that you can hold them in your arm. And so you're actually not even going to start with giving what we call chest thrusts. So that's not, you wouldn't ever give the Heimlich. You would give chest thrusts. But the first thing we can do, which has a lower risk of injury and a very high success rate is giving back blows. Now, before we talk about giving back blows, I think it's important that we talk about when would you need to give back blows to a baby? And so Katie, I think it's important that we talk first a little bit about gagging versus choking because parents are so concerned that they they need to be prepared for Armageddon for this moment. Like my, my child's eating, they're going to choke. I'm going to have to rescue them and get them back to life. Call 911. And 
I would love for you to share just for a second, like how, how common is it that your child would gag on their food? Is that something well, that every I'll child start experiences? with <laughs> your child choking on food is incredibly uncommon. If you do three things, the three most important things you can do to reduce your baby's risk of choking on food is a waiting until they are ready to start solid food. So that means six months of age or six months adjusted age. If they were born prematurely, plus showing the other reliable signs of readiness to eat. And in my opinion, as a person who specializes in infant feeding, the most important sign of readiness to eat is your baby sitting relatively unassisted. That means that they're demonstrating that they have the trunk support as well as the head and neck control to facilitate a safe swallow. So waiting until they're ready is number one. Safe high chair positioning is number two. And I know we talk a lot about this in our choking prevention and response course, but ensuring that your baby's back is flat, no recline, reclining a baby opens their airway and increases the risk of choking and having their feet resting flat on a solid foot plate so that when they do gag, which is very common and very different from choking, they can stomp their feet down, stabilize their body, use those developing mouth muscles to push that food that's bothering them forward so they don't choke on it. That's when they gag. So safe high chair positioning is number two. And then safe food preparation is the third thing that we do to reduce choking risk. And that's what I teach inside of my programs is how to safely prepare foods for baby led weaning. So there's not just one thing you do to reduce choking risk, but if you do those three things in unison, you are doing your part to reduce choking risk. And we know that there's no higher risk of choking with baby led weaning compared to conventional adult led spoon feeding, but that only holds true when parents are educated about reducing choking risk. So doing those three things will help. And then we always talk about choking is a rare, but real risk. And you should know CPR because in the event that your baby chokes, you need to know how to save their lives and CPR saves lives. The gagging stuff, that's a natural and necessary part of learning how to eat. And my audience knows you don't intervene when your baby is gagging. If your baby is gagging and they're six months of age and sitting on their own, they can recover from that gag on their own. If you lunge at the baby, if you slam them on the back when they're actively gagging, not choking, if you startle them, they, what do you do when you get startled? You suck air in and you can cause that harmless gag to turn into a harmful choke. So knowing the difference between gagging and choking is important for parents, but knowing what to do in the rare instance that your baby chokes is also important. So I would say, when do you do CPR? When would you administer backflows? It's when your baby is choking on food. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma, but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit betterhelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. Exactly. And I- Kitty, you laid a 
I hope you guys are taking notes. I'm sure you've heard. They're Katie probably so before, sick of was, hearing it. Well, you need to hear it so that, that it's the unknown is what causes fear. And and the baby led weaning approach, what I love about it and why we've done it with our, we didn't do it with our first child. We we were afraid to feed them. We only gave them purees. And it's like, at some point you get there, you know, I, I'm sure you've heard horror stories of parents being so afraid that their child will choke. They give purees until they're three years at, old. At which point and it's they like, gag excessively at 12 months and they're in feeding therapy. And most feeding therapists will tell you exactly. so much of what they see in one to two-year-olds was totally preventable had that child been allowed to experiment and explore with different textures starting at six months of age. You have it there. And I think, so it's the baby-led weaning process, I think, is so beneficial because when the child is putting food in their mouth, and you can assist, I know you, you show the right way to assist them, there's a lower risk that they're going to have something in their mouth that they weren't intending to put there. And that's when we have choking episodes happen. Think about it as an adult. Anytime you've had an experience where you maybe were, were actually choking, something went down your throat in a way that you weren't ready to swallow. And it's it's those moments that are a concern. So your child learning how to properly, by following Katie's advice, learning how to properly introduce solids and them feeding, starting to feed is a natural process. Gagging are those training wheels that will, that will protect the airway. They will keep them from choking. And so what I want to dive into is those rare instances, which most of the time are not around food. Children do choke on food. I believe a, a child's every five days does choke and die on food in the United States. So we, and that's we a need child, though. I, I always want to always remind my parents that doesn't mean a baby. That's encapsulating the entire pediatric population. And those children are running around. If you dive deep in that data, a lot of that choking death is from children who are mobile. You are in a lucky spot when your baby is in that high chair. That's why we only feed children in the high chair. I don't want parents to think every five days a baby dies because it's a it's a child there. That's, right? that's a very important thing to clarify. So choking on food is incredibly rare. But we, we, you want to know what to do if your child were to choke on food. Like Katie said, oftentimes it's going to be actually after you're outside of that that six to twelve months, and kids are mobile. Kids, we don't have eyes on the kid. We don't know what they're getting into. How they're grabbing a bag of grapes, grabbing a bag of marshmallows, uh, you name it, jawbreakers, things that are, as we know, are not safe to be running around eating, and some are not even safe at, at ages they're being introduced. And so, I want to give you some really practical things to look for that you would need to administer backblows for your infant six to 12 months. So let's dive into that. Again, signs of gagging, the tongue's thrusting forward, they're coughing, air is coming in and out, their cheeks might even be red. They might even be crying. They could even vomit. Katie, you have incredible real life videos and stories of people just, this is what a child looks like gagging. This is yes. all completely normal. So familiarize yourself with that because it's not pleasant. I mean, nobody likes gagging. Nobody likes seeing their child gag. Again, it's there to protect your child. When it's a concern and when as a CPR instructor through our course, what we put together is, is an action plan, action steps to take if your child were to choke. And so choking is described or portrayed as when they're not getting oxygen. For your infant, six to 12 months, they are very oxygen dependent. That means that their respiratory rate is very high. They're breathing a lot more frequently than we are. Just look at your child the next time, just even right now, just look at your child. They're going to be breathing more frequently. And so because of that oxygen dependence, because of that higher respiratory rate, they're going to begin to lose that natural skin tone. They're going to start to turn blue and because they're, they're not getting oxygen. And so if they're not breathing, you will know. Gagging, they're going, to, they're going to be getting, they're still getting oxygen. If they're choking, the lips are turning blue. They're unable to make noise. They're not crying. And it's at that point we need to take action. Now I'll pause right here. Most parents think that action would be to reach into their mouth. Of course, if there's a to say a fat piece of bacon that was sitting on the table that they grabbed and the string is hanging out of their mouth. Yeah, pull it out of their mouth. Don't blindly stick your fingers 
down their throat. This actually years ago, I think like 60, 70 years ago, it was actually taught to do what's called a finger sweep. With that being said, a finger sweep is not recommended because you can one, push the object further down, which is what we're trying to get out. And two, you actually activate the gag reflex, which closes up the throat, which closes everything up. And we're trying to get this object out. And so the latest guidelines for a child and infant, six to 12 months, is to give backblows. That's how it's taught with the Red Cross. That's how I teach it with Thrive Training Institute, because there's the lowest risk of injury. We can use gravity as our friend. So let me walk you through what you would do if your child were to choke. They're not getting air. They're not coughing. They're turning blue. And you as their parent need to be the hero. Now, most people think that step one is to call 911. If there's two people present, sure, have the other person call 911. It takes six to eight minutes for an ambulance to get to you. If your child is choking for six to eight minutes, they will not be alive when the ambulance gets there. And that's a sobering reality. And that's why we, we teach what we do, because we want to end parents' anxiety around choking. But you need to know what to do. Otherwise, you're going to think that your strategy is to call 911 and wait. And I never want any parent that's listening to this to think that the only hope they have if their child were to choke is to call 911 and wait. I'm not willing to give that as the solution. Because sometimes if you even call 911, the dispatcher will tell you, don't do anything until we get there. I've received countless stories of parents that have messaged me that said, I called 911. My child was choking on an ice cube. They said, don't do anything or they're choking on this. They, they didn't advise us on what to do. And so I want to give you back that power. And that's why we're offering our choking prevention course and our CPR course together in this podcast, because we want you to be equipped to feed your child and to respond if your child were to have a choking emergency. So that first step you take, it's not to call 911, it's to assist your child. This is a care first situation, not a call first scenario. So if your child is in the high chair, which is where they should be eating, you're going to support their cheekbones safely remove them from the high chair. You're going to place them over your less dominant arm. For me, that's my left arm. You're going to, my left arm, face them face down on your hand, supporting their cheekbones at a 45 degree angle. For those of you that didn't like geometry, that's basically just aim them, aim their head below their hips. Make sure their head is below their hips. We're going to use gravity as our friend and then give five back blows with the heel of your hand. That's going to be right between their shoulder blades. So while you're supporting their cheekbones, because we don't want to cause any spinal injuries in rescuing them from choking, you have their cheekbones supported, their head is below their hips, give five firm back blows between the shoulder blades. A lot of people ask, do I need to give all five? If you give one, you'll know that the object came out because you'll see it, it'll come out of their mouth and fall on the ground. So you can check between each one, just don't take a long time. So one, and you can check two, three, four, five, most of the time. It wouldn't take more than five backloads to remove that object. And this rings true for, for infants and toddlers of, of, in different ages that parents have used backloads. That air that's inside the body below the object then forcefully shoots that object up and out of the airway and your child starts breathing again. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, but I'll be right back. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. I remember you saying that when we were designing the curriculum for the choking prevention and response course, because 
even with all my own children, all the babies I've fed, I've never had a child choke on food and I've never had to administer back blows. We obviously practice a lot with the dummies, et cetera. But it gave me good peace of mind to know that in the vast majority of these cases, if I do these right, it's going to be out within the first five. Talk a little bit about adrenaline. Like parents study the technique, and the, but like when this is actually happening, I always think like the back blows is the most instinctive thing. Get that baby out, flip it upside down, slam it on the back. I know that's not the technical language, but like, can you talk a little bit about the adrenaline kicking in? I mean, it's still important to know CPR skills, but knowing that back blows come first is so important. If you remember nothing from this podcast episode, it should be that if your baby is choking on food. Is that correct? Absolutely. And, and parents say, I don't want to feel like I'm, I'm terrified. They'll feel, I won't know what to do. or I feel anxious if they were choking. As a CPR instructor, I will be, I, I will freak out if my child is choking. I won't be calm. That adrenaline is actually there to like give you that laser focus to take action. And, and hopefully if you've been through repetition and facing that fear ahead of time, knowing what to do, having a plan in place, that will be your, what you'll fall back into is it's not going to be panic. It's not going to be, I don't know what to do. It's not going to be just sitting there looking at them choking. It's going to be, oh my gosh, I listen to podcasts. I need to get back blows. And so your adrenaline is going to kick in and it's going to give you that clarity to do what you, what you know to do. And that's why it's crucial that we know ahead of time. It's not a good time to learn something in the, in the midst of an emergency. Brandon, when do you switch from holding the baby over your non-dominant arm you know, supporting their cheekbones, they have their head below their hips, you do the, when does that like expire? And we move to the next stage, whatever that is like toddler CPR. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. And that's some of the most viral videos that our audience shares is the difference between infant versus child CPR techniques for choking. And that cutoff is at 12 months of age. And now with international guidelines, they have to give a, a firm 12 mark month. Again, the, the, the goal is the function of what you're trying to create, which is creating force for the object to come out. At 12 months, most children are able to stand up unsupported at this time. And at 12 months, they're also at a weight where it's not easy to hold them on your arm. And so at 12 months, instead of just placing them on your arm, you can lean them forward. So your, your less dominant arm, you would reach around them while standing behind them and lean them forward. And you're still going to give those back blows. They just don't have to be fully laying on your arm like they would before 12 months. And so Really, it's about being able to proficiently give those back blows. And from six to 12 months, it's easiest to do it on your arm. And after 12 months is when you lean them forward so that you're able to, you know, you're not strong enough to hold them on your arm at that age. Well, this has been so helpful. I know sometimes talking about this stuff, you're like, I wish I could be seeing it. Yes, you should definitely follow Brandon on Instagram at Thrive Training Institute. His videos are so helpful to see the practice of what it should look like. Like, that's why we share all of these gagging videos on our Instagram. It was so funny the other day, Brandon, someone's like, I know you have a lot of gagging videos on Instagram and YouTube, but could you share some of babies choking? And I was like, no, because if a baby's choking, you should not be videotaping it. And I never would. And by the way, if you do those three things that we talked about at the top of the episode correctly, your baby is not going to choke on food. They're going to gag like crazy. But what I don't want you to do is to mistake a gag for a choke. You don't start administering back blows when your baby is gagging on food. But if your baby is choking, you do need to know the basic CPR. And so Brandon, tell them a little bit about the special course bundle that you made. We're going to have a link in the show notes for this episode that's going to give our audience what? Absolutely. So we came together, Katie and I, and another one of our colleagues to create a choking prevention and response course that will give you all the things that you can do to lower the risk of choking. And we also combine that with my full CPR course for parents. So typically those two courses sell separately for $97 each because you're, you're here and we know that people that are motivated to listen 
and pay attention, we want to give you a special offer to be able to get those two courses instead of paying $200 to get them for just $97 for the bundle. And inside of that course, like you said, Katie, we're going to talk about high chair positioning, the things that you need to do and understanding the oral development for your infant when you're going to introduce solid foods. And paired with your courses, it gives parents a, a bulletproof plan to prevent choking. And then inside of the CPR course, I'll show you the different things you can do if, if you do face your worst case scenario for your infant, toddler, or school-aged child, you get that full access to learn CPR from home, to test your knowledge, to download the workbooks and make sure, wow, I've got it. And we make both of these courses very time efficient because we want you to get the knowledge fast and not have it just be another thing on your to-do list. There's no code that you need. If you click that link, it's not available on either of our websites, but if you click that link, it will go to that special offer. Again, that's choking prevention and response bundled with CPR for $97. That's certainly as low as you can get it. Is that lifetime access, Brandon? Yes. And that will will give you lifetime access to both courses. Again, like Katie said, this link is not anywhere else. We don't promote this anywhere else. Uh, But just from our affiliate partnership and working on so many projects together, we want to be able to give you guys this offer today. Thank you. I appreciate that because I always want, if, if there's only one course you can take, you definitely should take CPR. But for parents who are particularly anxious about their babies choking on food, I always recommend the choking prevention and response course. Like even when we were designing the curriculum, I was like, this is a lot. But there are some parents who just want that level of knowledge. And we created that course for you. But I think it's wonderful. You can get both of those. That link will be in the description where you're listening to the podcast, but it will also be on the show notes for this episode, which you can find at blwpodcast.com forward slash 390. Brandon, thank you so much for coming on to talk about backflows. Thank you for all of the work that you do. I think you've really heightened the the importance of CPR among this community. Everyone knows that you should take a CPR class before you have a baby, but like six months later when you start solid foods, I always say, I can't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday, let alone the particulars of a CPR class I took before my baby was born. You're facing a different set of challenges as you go to start solid foods. The most important thing you can do is to educate yourself as to what you do in the event that your baby does have a choking incident. Thanks, Katie. I love talking to Brandon. Like there were parts in the interview. He's like, hey, can you hear my kids screaming in the background? I was like, no. He's like, I was like, do you want to go check on him? He's like, no, no, he's totally fine. I know his, his wife was with the children at all time. Please don't worry. But I, I just admire like their ability to work together and run this business. And I have seen the name of their company is Thrive, but I have seen them thrive. I have seen their business grow. I have seen their courses get better. I love working with Brandon. I love that we got to co-teach the choking prevention and response course. And again, that course bundled with CPR is available for you now for $97. There's no code. The only way to get the offer is to click the link where you are listening to this podcast in the description. It will be there. It'll also be on the show notes page for this episode, which you can find at blwpodcast.com forward slash 390. Get your CPR knowledge on. It's important to do that. And for those of you who are particularly anxious about choking, that choking prevention and response course, I kind of mentioned it in the interview, but it's a little much. At first I was like, this is too much. But it's like, no, there, there is a type of parent who really, really wants all this information, who's just terrified about choking. And education is key. Education is key for reducing choking risk. We know that. The research bears it out. So I hope you enjoy that course if you do decide to take advantage of that offer. It's a lifetime offer. As long as this podcast is up, that link will be live, is what he told me. And also those courses don't expire, which I really appreciate. So again, head to blwpodcast.com slash 390 or click the link where you're listening to this episode. Thank you for listening to this episode. And thank you to our sponsors at Airwave Media. If you guys like podcasts, I know you like podcasts, but if you like the ones that feature food and science and using your brain, check out some of the podcasts from Airwave Media. We're online at blwpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. 
From the terrifying power of tornadoes to sizzling summer temperatures, AccuWeather Daily brings you the top trending weather-related story of the day, seven days a week. You can learn a lot in just a few minutes with stories about impending hurricanes, winter storms, or even what not to miss in the night sky. So listen and subscribe to AccuWeather Daily wherever you get your podcasts. That's AccuWeather Daily wherever you get your podcasts.